Welcome to the podcast yeah. with Face, Pat, with and Tiz. What's up, guys? <laughs> Welcome to the podcast, a show with three friends separated by distance but connected by brotherhood, having weekly conversations that you can join in on. As always, I'm one third of the partners. It's your boy Tiz, along with teleporter right on it is the Padawan, and I'm along with. What's happening, man? What's happening? It's your boy Face in the place somewhere in the race. I don't have no idea, but we here. What's happening, fella? We up in the bin. What's up, y'all? How y'all doing this week, man? What's good, guy? Episode, uh, what is this? That 1215? 60. Ah, damn, we old, y'all. 60. We getting AR now, y'all. <laughs> 60. Yes, sir. <clears throat> What's good, man? How y'all doing, man? We're shaking. What's good? Hey. Things uh, good. Just starting the week, pretty much. Enjoying my Tuesday off. Just breathing. <laughs> <laughs> Just breathing? <laughs> Just Well, I'm glad that you're still doing that this week. That is a blessing. I, I would like to see you continue to do that, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Look at me right now. Breathing. Just breathing. Just <sighs> Good free air. Got to breathe it now before they charge you. Ah, you know, no live detected there, man. Uh, but yeah, man, uh, everything going good this week. Glad to hear that. Is it any way you need support or anything like that? Or, you know? Uh, yeah, y'all. Uh, my phone off. So if y'all want to support. Support. Partner Tiz. What? That was a Okay. <laughs> oh shit! I just, I'm just acting a fool, y'all. I'm playing, man. Just thank y'all for being there while I'm doing my saying my random shit. <laughs> oh, we got you. You know we ain't gonna be there. That just is what it is. Always. God, is that you? <laughs> <laughs> this is your conscience speaking. <laughs> Jesus, 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 Jesus. That is Jamie Foxx's best moment. <laughs> Yo, that's the body man. Yo, he buried that dude's career, man. Literally. That's literally. <laughs> Got that dude. That feels <laughs> like, like bad. Like, really bad. <laughs> good day, sir. <laughs> no comedy career after this. Yeah, yeah, that shit crazy. Um, but yeah, man. how you doing this week, Face? I'm copacetic. Really can't complain. Um, every day is a blessed day above ground. I can say that. So I'm always glad for that. Mentally, I'm pretty copacetic. Physically, well, good. Um, spiritually, good as well. So I could say, um, for the first couple of days of the week, I'm pretty much okay. We'll see what the rest of the week has to bring. But I'm gonna try to stay optimistic. Um, once again, eleventh day into the new year. So. We're trying to stay good and positive, keep everything rolling. No negativity, no negativity. So I'm pretty much okay. How about yourself, brother man? Oh man, um, overall good, man. Uh, still fucking with this anxiety, shit, getting used to not being on the meds. But like overall, man, like decent. Like you know, every day is 90 miles an hour, but I'd say I'm managing well. I'm, I'm getting to a good place with my strategies, and like life is good, man. Like boy doing good, the wife doing good. Y'all doing good. Family doing good. I ain't got nothing to explain about, man. Somebody got it worse than me out there. Here we go. Indeed, man. Indeed, man. I'm glad everybody doing good. Just if y'all do need support, man, hit me up. Like, I'm the place to actually be there fully. So, you know, use me as a resource. 
I said, damn right, likewise. You already, you already. But yeah, man, let's go ahead and get into the shits for the week. What we got damn up. right there. So, so before we get into the against the grain, as promised a couple of weeks ago, I'm gonna give everybody a good financial tip. Um, what I think is a good financial tip, in my opinion, and from just just common sense to do, man. Going forward, um, if we try to live better, just do bigger financial things with people. Um, so financial tip this week, get life insurance. I've spoken on it before, but I'm going to keep speaking on it. Get life insurance. Make sure your family does not have to pay for your, your irresponsibility after you're gone. You don't want to have your family have to do GoFundMe's and stuff for your, for your funeral after you're gone. They have to pay for something you could have prevented with a life insurance policy. Guarantee we all know in life is death. Prepare and get life insurance. You may not know the day and time you go, but if you have life insurance, it won't matter when you go because your people will be prepared and they can take care of your body and take care of you and whatever bills you may have. Because after you're gone, guess what? Your bills still come. And if you're married, they come out of your name and go into your spouse's name. So don't do that to your people, man. Make sure your family can thrive past when you're gone by themselves and not have your debt plus they have to take care of. With a good life insurance policy, you can start wealth for your family if your family knows what to do with it. But that all comes down to financial education. And that's my financial tip for this week. All right. That checks out. Gotta have that. Definitely. Definitely. Having to bury your man and don't have the money. Mm-hmm. Somebody ain't need the policy. Exactly. Yeah, it ain't that difficult. I've been in. You do have the money. You should have a policy on your. Yeah. If you got a, if you got a job and they got benefits, get that life insurance policy. If you don't have a job, you can get insurance policy through companies, and some policies are as low as twenty or thirty a month. So, and that covers a good amount of money as well. So check out the life insurance coverages, man. Yeah, that checks out. Now, Moving forward, let's get into this against the grain, man. As I introduced last week, against the grains, where we all speak on something that's that's a unpopular, a popular opinion that we have. Now, my first one this week is I personally don't see nothing about talking shit about black people or any other race. Um, it's a big thing I've heard. Oh, you're not supposed to down a black person or black people trying this out. That's our people. Man, I don't care who you is. You fuck up. I'm talking about you. I'm going to speak on that shit because if I fuck up, you're going to talk about me too. They talked about Jesus, so I don't think anybody going to talk about me because I ain't better than Jesus. So, hey, I don't care if you're black, white, orange, red, whatever color you is, I'm going to talk shit about you if you fuck up. Rightfully so. Talk shit about me when I fuck up. But when you fuck up, please believe I'm going to talk about it. I don't want to hear no black people talking, you shouldn't be down on this black man. He fucked up. I'm going to talk about this shit. Now, if you just doing your thing, <laughs> And I'm talking negative about you. That's something different. That's hating. I ain't going to hate on nobody. But I'm going to talk shit about you if you're fucking up. Now, my second thing, I don't believe everything in the Bible. I know it's not a popular belief. But hey, that's just my opinion. I, I just don't believe everything in the Bible. That's just me. Me personally. Now, anybody else want to take the turn? Uh, I'll definitely say on your thing about the Bible, though, real quick. I would also say you might not be in the unpopular opinion. There's a lot of even Christians like myself, like, Pretty much realize that there's parts of the Bible that are like third person accounts of history. So there may be some historicity to it, but it, it may not be all the way exact. You know what I mean? And then mm-hmm. there's part that's more like allegory or like metaphor type type thing where like it's not supposed to necessarily be taken literally before it's stories told to convey a certain message or convey a certain theme. 
that they're trying to relate more than anything. So I think you might not necessarily, on that second one, you might not be in the unpopular realm, bro. You might be more popular than you know. I, I was going to say, um, my I feel the same way. And the main reason why I feel that way is because humans, I don't trust humans. Um, humans lie. Um, let's see. Uh, back then, there was no TV for entertainment. There's no recorded cameras or anything to prove anything that anybody says is a lie or whatever. You can pretty much say anything around with it back then or whatever. So, and I also know as a writer and a creator that when you're writing stuff, sometimes you like to exaggerate for the art of it. Yeah, embellish a little bit. Just, just for the art of it to convey a message in general. So, yeah. That's that's my reasons for it. So I understand you. <laughs> I dig it. Um, if y'all like, because I feel like uh, in the docket, I'm going next anyway. And since I'm talking, I was going to say mine uh, against my there current against the brain. I I really don't believe politicians should be in the office past at, at least past sixty. Because if you that's like shit. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. now I'm really now. It's bad. We're basically enslaved by much over that who whatever issues and problems that the economy and and social life bring apart. Majority of Americans right now are our age in the in the 30s or whatever. It's actually doing stuff. So whatever they really decide, they don't really feel it because the benefits of you being a politician you don't have to worry about certain things like that. You get free health care. You get security. You get what I'm saying? Like you pretty much get your free transportation and everything. So you really don't feel the issues of the average person or whatever. So, and then after 60, and you have a lifetime, like 30 years, a whole lifetime. Matter of fact, you've been in office for... As long as the age range of most Americans right now, 30 years, and you still in there and you don't even know what's going on. You're not really feeling anything pretty yeah. much. And you're making decisions. How can you make accurate decisions for the people that live out there? Yeah. So I agree with yeah. that. The prime I definitely feel that shit. Should be like I feel like when you look at even biologically, that's like the apex sharpest and able to most physical youth plus your mental experience from a certain amount of years being on the earth so like you can combine those two things kind of the best in that little mid-range so i think that should be like where you get in do that little term and then you get the hell out yeah yeah that, life, that lifelong shit be for the birds and the lead to that old boys club shit yeah might as well be a dictator that part cash growing shit and my second one is i, I think that's <laughs> Tool me up. I didn't expect. That. But yeah, yeah, fuck you too. Did he say? Did he say fuck Putin again? <laughs> yeah, he did. He, he did. I did. It. And I meant. Ain't shit changed. But um, yeah. See these hands. My next, my next against the grade is I think Def has a bad promoter. Like, what? put it this way. This, this way i put it this way we have there's never been somebody that has experienced that and came back and said this shit is horrible oh my god 
Like nobody has came back from death and blood. And everybody that's pretty much died, you know, just just stayed. (laughs) (laughs) No, the the only people that has written about that come back living. Would you be standing there to hear it? You say what? If they did come back to say that, would you be there to stand in there to hear it? Like, I know me. No, they, but, you know. You'll come back. I don't care what they got to say. I'm gone. All right, boom. Yeah, I got some Because the first words is, it's horrible in death. Oh, wait, I'm going to get away from you so I don't get dragged back. <laughs> All right. I, I, got, I got some trip shit for you real quick based on your idea, Pat. Based on your mm-hmm. guess the grant. Now, what if ghosts are the people that decided, hell no, nah, I don't want to go. It's hard. No, no, no. <laughs> and try to get back, but they couldn't get back in their bodies because their bodies already buried. That's why they got to roam around and they try to possess people so they can get a different body because they is all fucked up now because it's been buried. I think that's the definition of a ghost pretty much in general. Oh, that's, like, their, like, uh, that's their negative. A wandering spirit. Them, them the one star reviews right there. There you go. Huh? The ghosts. Them the one star reviews right there that you're looking for. Them the ones that's like, oh, this shit is horrible, dude. Don't go down there. I'm telling you, man. <laughs> you see, you see, Earth ain't no better, but I'm trying to stay here. So you don't don't, don't waste your time. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> I'm just saying, man. Like, think about it, you know. Hey. Well, like oh, uh, I had a beautiful ride on the River of Six. <laughs> <laughs> it was a beautiful cruise ride. Niggas with hoodies, <laughs> just walking around with skull masks. I don't believe that financial ambition is important at all. Mm-hmm. I don't really think that chasing money or looking to be rich is important in life. I honestly think that being content is all that matters in the end. Okay. Yeah. And then uh, my other one was, uh, I don't think sports or restrooms should be mixed gender of any, unless yeah, talking know. about like a co-ed and a mural type league, but like kickball or something like that. But like the sports that are already separated by male and female gender, I, I think they should stay that way. And I think that if any other genders want to do something, I think they should have their own classification as well. Yeah, because I can't see a, a a heavyweight boxing match between a heavyweight woman and a heavyweight man. That that ain't gonna fare up to that that ain't gonna fare up too good, man. Um, a transitioned a transitioned woman. Um, um no. Now, if y'all I end up. I'm, I'm going to tell you what is going to happen. They're going to do some old UFC shit. It's going to be a whole mixed gender league or something like in, separately. If you want to I'm join fine. this league. I am fine with that, but I don't think there should the be. The mixes of it. And, and you have to, because I just resolved. Uh, I was on YouTube and I saw this video of this, like this male that had transitioned to female um, facing a, a I guess biologically born female, and the shit looked brutal. Mm-hmm. Like, like it's a brutal sport. Don't get me wrong, combat mm-hmm. sport is what it is, but it looked brutal in a different way. And the shit fucked me up because when I first saw it, I was like, "Oh, that's an ugly woman." And then, and then found out like at the end of the video that it was one of them videos that's like 
from like talking about like that specific thing. So I, I was like, oh, so that's a man. Mm. That explains why this is so bad. Like it, it was like it I don't was mean to laugh, but I mean to laugh. <laughs> it was stirring to me though. Like I ain't even trying to be funny on no shit. Like it was really jarring to see. Like I had been theorizing that that would that would be what it would be, but you know you you don't want you don't want to see nobody beat down like that. Like it was ugly, bro. So like I, I'm that just kind of sealed it for me. Like I I think that certain things are the way they are for a certain reason. Now, do I think that they those leagues should have the same opportunities if they're able to generate the same funds to get that same like traction? Like they should like promoters or people on TV, they should get the same opportunities to get TV contracts and all that shit if they generate the same type of funds at these other leagues. Like, but I don't think that we should ever, at least not now, maybe in, you know, a thousand, you know, maybe in a million years when we evolved a little bit and, and things are more on a level playing field, as, I guess, like naturally, biologically, but that shit, that shit fucked me up. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I think those are two spaces that it's okay to just have everybody have their own space instead of necessarily trying to make it be like integration is good in certain spaces, but with that in those two arenas, I don't see. It. Okay. I'm going to give the perfect example of where it would go totally wrong. Okay. We have the NFL and we have the laundry and not the laundry, but lingerie football league. Right now, not trying to pay no visual here. Really not trying to pay no visual. <laughs> but <laughs> but take Jerome Bettis in his heyday. Oh, he transitioned God, to a female. Put him in the lingerie mm-hmm. football league. Is that what you really want? Do you really want him injuring all the females on the league? Because his body type wouldn't change. He Play was to have he was to have that Jerome Bettis mass. Personal foul, being a man. <laughs> I don't mean to laugh, but I oh, mean to laugh. That shit I, so, I, I see the bus just bowling through. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. Like he's 260 pound, 280 pound men. So like <laughs> I'm just imagining like exactly. So I mean, I mean hey man, I, I can't mean, do everything a woman can do, and a woman can't do everything I can do. Well, we're, we're just man, when you need them. We're very easy. Well, the, yes. Well, the feminists <laughs> when you need them. <laughs> they losing the Oh, no, they be against that shit. It's like women need up. Like, it, it's not feminine as much as it's like. It's, fair. it's like a new classification. I would call them like. My, like mm-hmm. It's no women of a newer generation that have developed them. It's, and it's a very stark thing of like, I can do. Like, that's more. That's. There are older people that are joining the fight, but it's really not a large population of people like you would think that's doing it. It's just the population that is fighting for it is vocal. So they're going to be louder than the people who are kind of just indifferent or against it. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that that's, yeah, I, I don't think it's as big of a su- section of our population as we would probably think that. Caitlyn Jenner beat all y'all women for women of the year. But I ain't, heard, I ain't even heard Caitlyn uh, talking about like mixing the sports because even Caitlyn like was at one point a male athlete. So even mm. well, I don't know what her pronoun is. Is she it him? Well, Caitlyn like she's a it's a Jenner. It's a Jenner. Yeah, Caitlyn Jenner know that like being an athlete, Caitlyn know the difference. 
Like, I don't, that's why I think Kalen ain't come out like, oh, yeah, they y'all need to let, let nah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's a lot of fluidity. A lot of fluidity going on. A lot of fluidity. Fluid, fluid, fluid. So, since we're already thinking. (laughs) (laughs) That that was a horrible segue. (laughs) Dang. (laughs) You should have just been like, all right, we're going to the next topic or something. But damn. (laughs) Oh, God. Oh, God. No, we were not speaking of that. No, we were not. No fluidity. (laughs) (laughs) I promise y'all we were not. If you if you happen to end up catching this somehow, and this is where you happen to be walking in, like this is not what we were talking about. I promise you, run it back a few. You'll hear it. Ah shit! All right, now let's move on to the next segment. (laughs) I'm down with that. Man, here we are. It's something to think about. The new segment once again. Where I come to you with something to think about. Now, first one. Is it true that women become mothers the day they have their children, but men don't become fathers until they accept the responsibility for their kids? Something to think about. I, I, I know that saying, but it depends on how you want to look at it. Metaphorically, yes. Scientifically, no. Exactly. Next one. African-American, Hispanic-American, Jewish-American, but then it's just white. Why is it not European-American? You know, colors really don't identify any race because black people are all hues of brown there's really no black person and white people they sure ain't white they closer to pink than me i really believe we as americans should stop identifying as other stuff and other adjectives before american and just go as an american i believe that extra identified is adds a lot of internal problems that we already face in the country just adds more people to the body if we just like we american like people like they whatever you feel me? Like, it'll really calm down a lot of bullshit. But that's just me. Yeah. I I think they would go with Caucasians. But I think that, the you know, a lot of that is the fact that they the ones that make all of the damn uh forms and shit that we end up filling out. So that's what yeah. I should always say. Just, like they, yeah, they make the categories based off of what fit their narrative mm-hmm. at the time. So, like, I mean, you know. Yeah, yeah you know. Third one. Something to think about. Undisciplined. Discipline boys grow to be undisciplined men. Mothers and fathers out there, ain't nothing wrong with spoiling your kids, but make sure you have boundaries, rules, and structure to go right along with all that spoiling you're doing. That checks out 100%. Just that something to think about. 100%. See, see. Ah, no lie detected there, champ. I may be wrong on this next one, but hey, that's something to think about. There have been no cures created, made, or invented since the one for polio. I guess there's more money and making things to help us live with the disease instead of eradicate it altogether. We've been dealing with countless illnesses for many moons. Sure, some medical advances have happened, but none of them aim to cure, only for sustainability. I, yeah, I definitely know we haven't eradicated any. And that's, it's only like four diseases in the history of mankind that we've actually even eradicated, like four or five that we've actually eradicated. So if we're going by that definition of cure, then hell yeah. Um, I think there's things that we have that like we'll get rid of it if you get it, but <laughs> still ain't. But it still ain't got rid of the fact that you can get. It. You know, mm-hmm. what I mean? like so it's like, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, that pretty much checks out. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, because like, all right, so like, if you look at the textbook definition of cure, like to restore health or normality. So like, there are like certain blood diseases that you can take a certain medicine and you cannot have that particular condition or, or like shit. So there are shit that you can cure, but when you talk about eradicating, yeah, hell yeah. It's, most shit in mankind, you can still catch it if you around it. It's just a matter of it might not be in your area, but yeah, niggas still dropping dead of malaria and shit somewhere in the world. So yeah. <laughs> That's yes, that. this, <clears throat> this goes along. Somewhere in the world, it's a kid with scurvy. Yeah. <laughs> like think about that. Like shit was back hey. when pirates was running around. All right. Hey. We got hey. give me some lemon. When I was living in North. Last time I went to the hospital, they had no beds. So we had to be in the hallway. There was a lady sitting across from me. When she got up, the text came in, and it was lights on and the cleaning. I was like, what the hell y'all doing? Do y'all do that to everybody? They was like, nah, she had scurvy. We got to make sure we sanitize everything. Oh, see? I was they, like, shit, make sure. I was like, spray on the head, too. Shit, I don't know how long that shit got all the weird shit out there that, like, that pilgrims was catching shit. They got shit that killed the Native Americans that's still hanging around on blankets today. <laughs> like, so like I think that's the that's the I, I definitely roll with you. If you're looking at cure, it's like we can't get this shit no more. Yeah, it's mo 99% of the viruses that have ever been around, they still walk around kicking folk ass somewhere in the world. You ain't and like it goes, this goes along with what I was saying earlier about death having a bad promoter. There is a lot. There is a lot of money in sick people. I tell you what, he got a bad promoter, but that motherfucker is efficient as fuck. Like he damn sure need a good promoter because his work is impeccable. He don't miss mm-hmm. that motherfucker. And lately, he oh, has been man. on a free. I know he is winning employee of the month for his company. He be he be knocking that motherfucker kicking everybody. And then we just lose more. Like we losing somebody every week. Yeah, yeah, I gotta, I gotta rest in peace on every good and fuckery it seemed like for the yeah, past two. Yeah, becoming a memorial. Mm-hmm. <laughs> for a whole year. Now, <clears throat> the last one, something to make you think. We'll end it up with a would you rather, just to make you think. Okay. All right, but I won't answer some why. Would you rather relive your worst day for twenty four hours, or suffer the worst possible pain ever for two hours? Can I ask a question? Sure. Do you still live? Either way. Yep. Okay. So after that 24 hours or after that two hours, you go back to your normal. Yep. Oh, I'm taking the worst possible pain anyone could have. $500. <laughs> but you pay? I don't know what is my worst possible day because there's a lot of them. So I don't know exactly because <laughs> either way is a gamble. And I don't know. But that pain, man, that pain. I don't know, man. I don't know. Two hours. But, you know, two hours. It's just two hours. Mm-hmm. Two hours is a long ass time. <laughs> man, two hours is a long ass Because I know, man, because I work 10-hour shifts. And let to me tell to, you. Just think about to feel consistent, the same consistent pain for two straight hours. The worst possible pain any human can feel for two straight hours. I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I'm gonna think. But if I relive that day, that means I actually lived through that day. Whatever whatever happened that day, you going all. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, my my worst day was going through that uh, accident where I almost died. uh, I'm gonna take that two hours because that was 24 hours of the worst pain that I can. So I'll take two hours of some some worse shit 
and to relive that 24 hours like just that yeah, that was good because i feel like if i gotta relive it then that means it plays out exactly how it did again for 24 straight hours that means my wife is stressed the fuck out again for 24 straight hours i don't have my son again for 24 straight like no i'm good i'm gonna go ahead uh yeah at least my wife can hold my hand as i cry like a bit <laughs> the worst the worst day <laughs> is it like the worst day so far like it's gonna be okay son <laughs> It's not yeah, like your, worst. Okay. Yeah, your worst day. Because your you can't relive, relive something that's in the future, of course. Yeah. yeah um, exactly. That's the thing. Like, it's it's the worst thing that you know you'd have been. Oh, oh I'm good. I can't, I can't think I'm going to die before my wife, before I get to see my wife again or before I get to see my son born. Like, that was the worst. That shit was worse than the pain. I can do two hours, man, because I had a whole 24 hours of pain before. Ooh. So like it that that's the kicker. If I had like if I had a whole day where I was feeling bad, like feeling pain, like in in general, if that's my worst day or whatever, then it's like I might as well just take the two hours. <laughs> yeah, I'm like them other twenty two hours of that day might be amazing. So, you know that shit hurt like fuck. As soon as them two hours is done, at that at that at that fifty nine fifty nine seconds, all of a sudden that nigga just feel great and go skipping along. Oh shit. Nigga, find some money on the ground. Get my don't kill you, man. For <laughs> get some coon noon. <laughs> like, I go through the pain. All right. Like, next thing, I got a mutant power. I start flying and shit. All right. I, I see all my family that day. Y'all niggas surprise me and fly down. And, what? The rest of that day might be amazing. I'll take them two hours. Turn out I create the antibodies that kill off COVID because of those two hours. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, looking excited, I'm looking at it like a a, a day that's because he didn't say you lose like whatever you got now. So I ain't trying to go back and relive that day. And I got this fucking anxiety shit, man. Fuck no. I'm sitting there half dying and fucking losing my mind at the same time. No, sir. <laughs> when I come out of that shit, I might be batshit crazy. I might do some damage that I can't unlive. Mm-hmm. I think I'm already bad shit crazy, so that probably just make it worse. I cry like a bitch to piss myself for two hours to go ahead by my life. If I if I ain't got no other choice anyway. I don't want to. I don't want to be bad shit crazy because I think bad shit is what caused COVID. So I don't want to start another. I don't know if it caused COVID, but I damn sure know that uh, <laughs> it was a clue for Ace Ventura. Bitch. Oh. And they're fucking a princess. And speaking of Chicago, uh, <laughs> Kwame Brown and Gilbert Arenas. What I want. Oh Jesus! Um, these two Negroes. Um, I guess for y'all have y'all have done research, correct? Yeah, I saw that. Basically, man, I try. I try to bear my soul through that whole video, man. It's a lot. It's a lot more than just that. But um, for the context for the people out there, obviously, if you're not a sports fan. Kwame Brown and Gilbert Arenas were basketball players in the NBA. They played together early in their career. Um, Gilbert Arenas was not a number one pick. He was drafted, you know, in the first round, but not he wasn't like a highly touted pick coming out of college in that in the same way. Kwame Brown came straight out of high school, was a number one pick. Um, a lot of people over the years have considered Kwame a bust. Um, I personally, based off of what the real thought around him was, and his end result, I, I think he kind of played up to what he was. He was hurt a lot, though, too. So I, I do take that into consideration. But 
because people have called him a bust over the years, it, I, I, he's been quiet for all these years because he stopped playing like in the 2000. So it, it's been a minute. But um, anyway, re, Matt Barnes and Steven Jackson, two other former NBA, NBA players, they got a podcast. Gilbert Arenas was on there. And while they was on there, uh, Matt Barnes and Steven Jackson was kind of like laughing at Kwame, calling him a bust, um, basically downplaying his career. Um, it was all about basketball. They didn't call him like out his name or nothing, but they did clown his basketball. Kwame then comes out, starts a beef with them, and is like, you know, y'all some bitch niggas, y'all doing the white book, the white man's work. And it's from there, Kwame Brown builds his career. And we all know he pretty much calls out people who he feels are buck dancing or who he feels like are talking about black people in a disparaging way. Cool with me. In all of this, though, when the shit first popped off, Gilbert Arenas had no... He didn't say anything bad about Kwame at all. He was like, after the podcast, he was like, hey, man, I, I know this dude. He'll knock niggas out. I'm cool with him. Me and him were teammates. Like, I ain't got nothing bad to say about him. I'm out this shit. Fast forward. And, you know, this is what kind of brings me to the situation today. These two Negroes, uh, Gilbert Arena said some disparaging remarks about uh, Lupita Nyong'o. Kwame Brown said some fucked up shit about Gilbert. Gilbert then went, had another Vlad TV interview drop. All this is from Vlad TV interviews now. Um, and uh-huh. in which he was taught, he was, he, Vlad basically tried to do Vlad tactics and tried to stir up some bullshit and was like, yeah, so Kwame was a bust, right? And Gilbert was basically like, no, nah, actually, you know what I mean? He, he was my teammate. He did this, that, and the third. He, he was good for me. You know, he was put in a situation that was messed up for him, though. And I think that would have more to do with anything. But I think if you go back and look at that draft, he still get drafted number one. Da, da, da. So basically kind of bigging up Kwame and kind of, you know, making sure that he looked out for him. Kwame takes this and goes the fuck off on Gilbert. And then that brings us to this big argument. Um, they get on this dude's podcast or show or whatever. It was a live stream. And basically Kwame Brown is drinking a beer and yelling at Gilbert Arenas, calling them all kind of bitch asses and beta males, while Gilbert Arenas keeps asking a very – Sensible question for me. So what did I do to you? Now, having seen all of the stuff, though, for yourself, does Kwame have valid arguments against you? It depends on what you mean is valid. Valid to him? Yeah, valid to me. I don't really know, man. Like, I, I don't see you as, as verbally said nothing publicly that's negative. Now, as far as Kwame feels, he don't want nobody speaking on his name, period. He's asked people not to bring his name up and not to answer questions on him. But if I'm your friend, I'm going to hold you down. Somebody say something negative about you, I ain't going to be like, well, you need to ask him that. If I'm on the Vlad interview of Vlad, like, so Kwame's a bus, right? I'm not going to deflect him like, well, you need to ask Kwame that. That's going to lead people to think, oh, yeah, you do think he that. You just don't want to say that. Right. Or I'm a stand-up for who I would think is a, a close associate or in that instance, I guess they were friends. I don't know. But a former teammate. So he gonna ride for you. I think Kwame has Kwame has been is in the in a place where he's so used to people talking negative about him anytime his name is brought up, he just has an automatic defense like you done said my name, okay, what you said my name about, I'm just gonna be mad, period. But regardless of what you say, I'm gonna have a I'm gonna have an ill ill effect towards you. That's it. that's what his he's been molded to. Um, as far as what he was saying doing a doing a little live stream podcast thing, he really won't make no valid points as far as what Gilbert said to him. He was bringing up all was of old shit from when they played together, and and 
kind of judge Gibbo's character based on his past action. You can't judge a man in his 40s for what he did in his 20s or stupid shit he did in his 20s. Because if that's so damn, I'd be judged real fucked up. <laughs> Boy, I'll be real fucked up if you don't judge me from what I did, especially from 25 to 29. So, I mean, shit. But you don't. You should judge a man on his current actions and what he's doing and what he's becoming, not what he was. I mean, people talking about Kwame's basketball skills, they're not talking about you now because you retired. As you kept saying, he was retired. He retired now. I can do whatever. I'm retired. Yeah, you retired. But just like they talk about Jordan, talk about anybody else's stats, or and they talk about Manute Bowl stats, they talk about how he got more what more more blocks than they do points. I think that's what it is about Manute Bowl. But mm-hmm. you don't see him getting mad. That's a true stat, man. You talk about your stats. <clears throat> you talk about your stats. If someone has an opinion about your career, that's just their personal opinion. You can't don't 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 take it to heart. Everybody got an opinion. You got an opinion. You out here vividly disrespecting grown men, calling bitch asses, and all this. <laughs> I mean, I don't believe, like, in the bigger scale of things, I don't believe Kwame had valid arguments in a bigger scale. But in his mind, based on what he thinking, the trauma he's been molded to, yeah, it's valid to him. Right. Um, Pat, did you think that Gilbert actually disrespected Kwame in this situation? Or, like, in, in any of the uh, – I know Kwame kind of rattled down some things that he felt that Gilbert did to him, like getting him bent or – he said that he felt like Gilbert messed up a situation with some side woman or some woman he was messing with at the time. Um, based off of hearing Gilbert explain himself and hearing Kwame's, like, uh, what he said Gilbert did, do you feel that Gilbert actually disrespected Kwame in any way? And if- no, not not to me. I don't feel like he did any of that. Really, because um, I, I was, like, on certain stuff, I was, like, looking up the actual video that the last thing he said with Vlad or whatever, to me, he just seemed like he was just trying to say something cordial and move on to the next subject. Cause he know how Kwame is basically. Now I, I get Kwame mission as far as I don't want to give other people. I don't want other people to use my name to give other people rates or times of views or whatever. Like if it, Cause that's my name or whatever. But at the same time, just like Gilbert was saying, it's a black, it's a predominantly black sport, pretty much. Like the the points, the value, like the points that he had, it was kind of like overturned by the simple fact that it's a predominantly black sport. They don't have no choice but to talk about black mm-hmm. people. It was like a like more dominant multi-racial uh players out there they'll be talking about those players but and i and to me i just feel like kwame had a ptsd moment or something like that and just wanted i feel like kwame is using this to to talk shit or say whatever he always felt to the people that was around him at that time mm. or whatever oh gilbert said something oh this is how I feel about you. Cause you notice every single time he brings something up, it's always some random personal thing that has nothing to do with the actual mm-hmm. question that I kept saying was, um, what did I do at that time? Pretty much. Right. Or whatever. And then when he finally said, uh, it's like when he got to a point where he finally just said, so if I just said you need to speak with Kwame, would that be fine or whatever? Like it, it just uh 
I just feel like Kwame is just using this time as like I'm gonna vent on all of y'all. Like, this is my revenge of the nerds moment, basically. <laughs> I, I definitely can see that as a possible. I got a couple of ways. I guess I looked at it. Um, I think that it's two schools of thought that Kwame is attacking, but he's confusing them and making it hard for himself to be heard and for the conversations that are probably valid conversations to actually be had. Like, I think he's coming at one side of things from like, he's viewing it from a race thing where he sees that like, I was in this industry where I feel like these white people kind of manipulated and used my people against my people, including myself in my career. And now I'm frustrated about it and I'm tired of it. So I'm gonna vent out about it. I think that's where we get shit like the speaking out against people like Stephen A. Smith, Charlemagne as well, who hadn't really even came at him really hard, but he just was kind of latching on to anybody that's like he saw as that symbol of that. Um, and then there's a second part of, I think maybe like you talking about, Pat, where like he's vengeful about shit not going right in his career. He has some beefs with niggas from way back then that he just never said nothing about. And now it's like, oh, I'm saucy, fuck this shit. I'm older. Ah, I'm gonna say everything I got to say to y'all niggas now. Um, I think the problem with that is though, like, like the thing he said, he had an issue with Gilbert about the Lupita Nyong'o uh, comment. I think that's a valid conversation to bring up and have with Gilbert. But when you're then convoluting that with the shit about talking about he got you benched, but then there's no evidence that he got you benched. It literally looks like you played worse in the game. Like he kept showing these. I remember it was one video Kwame was showing all these highlights because it was after uh, Gilbert was like, I didn't get you benched. You played bad in this game and then this happened in the next series. So you, so the coach thought that, you know, you was getting booed at home game. So the coach set you down for that game. And then he, Get, Kwame was sitting there just kept playing these certain highlights, right? But then you go back and look at the full game, you realize that those highlights are spliced. It's like four or five plays from the entire game or the entire couple of games. So then it's like, well, damn, now you make yourself look worse. I think if he's stuck to don't bring up anything about basketball, I think he comes across looking a lot better. And I also think that like niggas in general got to get out of the habit of thinking that like, it's one thing if you're, like, just talking funny and you hanging out with your boys and you just loud playing around. But, like, niggas got to stop thinking that because I'm talking louder and I'm cursing you out that I'm winning a debate or I'm making sense. Like, just because you loud and yes. you a bunch of, like, flagrant-ass words don't make you right. It just make you look crazy because, for one, we not in the same room. So, like, nobody knows how that would really go. So, it's like, it doesn't give you any points of, like, oh, he tough when you yelling at a nigga in a box on the screen. And then two, like you end up sounding crazy because you get into this rant where you're just rambling like this other dude making you look crazy because they talking logical as fuck and you're calling them beta. But you're looking like the emotional motherfucker that's yang, 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 yang. and you uh-huh. and you said this. And so it make you look crazy. You know, what I mean, like I think I'm, I don't want to keep seeing these niggas look. I don't like see, like I think it's a lot of conversations that black men need to have with other black men. I like it. I, I like that energy. I'm down with that. But I think it's like it needs to start being had in a way where the conversations actually don't get lost into like the sensationalism of it. Because now it's a lot of people just talking about the fuckery when like there's some points in there that can be that is probably some shit that we can address as a community and, and get right. But because y'all acting like child like children or because one dude is on there acting like a child at the moment. Like it make it it make it all go out the window. And I think 
yeah, I, I'd, I'd like to see Kwame get back to a place where he just, like, is talking about, like, the actual social issues that he's kind of been honing in on and shit, as opposed to, like, getting into the personal stuff so much, because he loses his... It, it takes away from his overall message. I, I, um, I like that you brought that up about when they're in front of the camera and everything. I, I, I love this age of technology, because it's been plenty of arguments where I... Look, I'm sarcastic as fuck, <clears throat> pretty much, when I have argument. And it's been plenty of arguments I have with just random people. You know, do you have, like, you no know, arguments with the random street dude that just think they loud? If they loud and just scream a lot of shit, they still sound right or whatever. This, this gives me that moment. And in capturing that on video and letting people see that may just calm some shit down. Like, oh. So that's what I look like when I wild out like that. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So now, because just think about it. If that was a, that if you put that same situation, take away the cameras or whatever, and put that in a random, like you're at the bar, or <laughs> if you're in the, in the, in the locker room, or, you know, I'm just any. I'm about to get knocked the fuck out before it even get that far. Like as soon as just, we, just in the streets. As soon as we get to all the bitch asses and the, and the, and the, you were mm-hmm. using this and using that and my mama ain't naming mm-hmm. up that shit. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, I, even I'm it's, assuming it's, at that point that, yeah, well, you don't really want to talk. So at that point, I ain't going to even go no further. Like, I, especially if you all getting aggressive. And, yeah. I'm going to assume that you uh about to take it there. So I'm going to try to go ahead and get mine off. Set it to mm-hmm. you. And then if, if the person decided to do the peaceful ride or whatever, it's gonna make it's gonna look like the loud dude is the one that won the argument. When if you like, if there was some playback, you can see that no, nah, this dude is stupid. <laughs> he loud as shit, but loud and wrong. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of loud yeah, 30 points that don't got no factual basis. So yeah, you got me bitch. Well, well, no, I didn't. And then I called all the teammates and the coach, and they also said that I didn't. Well, 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 you got me, you got me messed up with the girl because you told her. Well, well, here's the text message right here where you can see <laughs> says that I didn't do that. Well, well, you I, 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 I can drink a beer if I want to. Nigga, now you look Nigga, don't fight that hard. That was the worst as a person who formerly drank and drank heavily. That was the worst shit ever to make you not look like that. Don't fight him about the beer, man. Like, it's bigger shit. It's bigger fish to fry in this conversation. Like, that. don't let that be the part where you, well, I'm going to drink my beer if I want you. You can tell me. Like, come on, bro. Come on, man. Hey, you said well, he's got clowned by the dude that's hosting because he, had, he he's making the joke out of pretty much. Like, you got to, at some point, man, people got to start, like, I like the debate. I like us being able to have discourses where we don't agree. That's okay. That's how people learn. That's how you push your thinking mm-hmm. forward. That's how you go back and do more research. And either you edify the, the thoughts you already had or you revise those thoughts based on new information. But if you just keep arguing, don't nobody learn nothing but how to yell louder and how to get a better microphone than somebody else so their voice project louder or how to figure out a new way to curse so it sound cooler to the audience. Like, and then everybody walk away dumber. Like, I, I, I think that's my frustration with that whole thing. Like, it's two dudes that like, like, if Kwame had a real conversation with Gilbert, I think they would actually get somewhere. And Gilbert might even concede to some of Kwame's points. 
if they had a, a actual just conversation and not like uh I'm coming in trying to like punk you and sun you and shit. Cause like the shit don't translate on video, y'all. Like if you're gonna try to punk somebody, pull up on them in person and do all that. <laughs> like if you're gonna do that cornball shit, do that. But don't that through the box shit, it looks stupid. You look like you on fucking Hollywood squares. Like you know how look. that would look if like Pat was right now, like, oh, I'm about to sun tears through the screen. <laughs> Nigga, we are not away. Like, ain't <laughs> one of us about to teleport. We ain't nightcrawler. So, like, what really yeah. are we gonna do other than hurt? Uh, I'm gonna say some words to you. I'm gonna say those words. You bet you feel it over there, two thousand miles away. <laughs> like one niggas in Cali, one niggas in Georgia, South Carolina, somewhere. Like what? <laughs> nope, like, it didn't work. If it's on that That's level, right. where you gotta call a nigga a bitch ass nigga and all that, at that point. Get the fuck off the internet, get on the phone, get on your tablet, get on your computer, book your flight, send a private text to that person, drop the pen, I'm on the way, and go. But that I hate this. This shit is so stupid in 2022, watching dudes argue in these little boxes, man. That shit's mm-hmm. like... <laughs> look, look. It's and I'm a, cool it's with like internet. having a conversation. Like, you know, I'm down with that. Like, I, I think that that's okay. But this, I'm a... Yeah, you bitch ass nigga, and you's a sir, look, sir. internet You're in the media box. history. Um, what I'm trying to say, the, the internet has a media history that continuously shows that anytime a man gets loud, he ends up looking stupid. Period. Anytime, like like with any opinion, if if you don't have like if you have those moments with somebody disagrees any opinion, with you, that's just not get emotional. Cause I've heard some, I've heard some people get loud. Like I've heard like two professors have like a loud intellectual debate on like the history of Samaria and shit. And they loud as hell, but they dropping facts with their shit. So the, the shit that they feel is backed by some type of research. You sound dumb yeah. loud as hell and you're not making any point. You just cursed. It. Like at that point, like, so what, so what are you, so when are you going to pull up? Or say something else, like, because at this point, like, what, what are we, where are we going? We can't go nowhere at this. There's literally, at that point, the conversation's over. We either going to fight or we're going to get the hell offline. Because now we just sitting here and I'm just listening <laughs> to our curse words. I can go, you know, pull up fucking uh, Yosemite Sam or Donald Duck or somebody and watch that shit. want to see a nigga just trying to curse for no reason. Fuck. He lost the argument as soon as he starts saying beta and stuff like that. I think anytime a man, anytime male use beta alpha in an argument they end up looking beta in the in the process i'm so sick oh, of the term, yo. i'm so sick of the term beta. i'm so sick of the term, i don't want to hear beta nothing unless it's about them, them fighting shit. <laughs> it better be like technology or something i don't want to hear nothing about the males and stuff like that y'all just y'all care too much about how a, a man acts and not enough about how you acted my thing is like, Let's get this shit. First of all, let me just go ahead. I, I guess this is the perfect time to just go ahead into the next. <laughs> uh, damn, good segue. Oh, yeah. Uh, while we talking about betas, um, y'all know I started this little Tizzes Matrix Decoded uh, series where we looking at red pill concepts and seeing if they hold weight under scrutiny by men who are not next. Awesome name. Um, and I feel like we, we already defined what an actual alpha and beta is. So in that situation, I'm looking at 
Kwame has his following. Gilbert has his following. They're both alphas in that situation. So, like, 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 let's start. Let's stop redefining shit and making up definitions that don't that that don't nobody else agree with but you because it fits your what you your, your narrative is like. Words got meaning. Alpha and beta got meanings. We defined them last week. If y'all want to see that, go ahead pull back up on episode fifty nine. We we already went through that, but that beta shit pissed me off. But let's continue the series this week. Um. As we explore more uh, of their concepts, and the goal of this uh, segment is not to is not to do anything like to like necessarily bash anybody or even bash their concepts. It's more to look at their concepts because they are a very controversial community and section of uh, the the male community online. And the goal is to just basically explain what the concepts are, explore how viable they are, like how how backed up by the actual facts are they and then to explore and, and see if they are true and then to get rid of what's not based in fact or general consensus and keep the things that can actually add to a man's ability to to edify and display what being a real man should look like in 2022 and it's based off of us the partners but i honestly think that we are good represent representation of like real manhood looking three different ways so i i, I feel like we are qualified to speak out um and yeah the goal ain't necessarily to agree or disagree with Red Pill, but just, you know, more to see what's viable, get rid of what's harmful. And then last week, we determined that the concept of alpha males being providers and beta males being uh, the used party or unavailable to provide, we, we had determined that that was a fallacy. Um, we defined alpha and beta in their true context and showed how a real man should use these concepts to be better. So tonight, I want to dig into the next concept and see um, what that is. Um, so the next concept that I've heard or talking point that I've heard coming from that uh, community of the red pill manosphere or whatever you want to call it is that strong women and I put quotes around strong women because it's uh seems to be a certain definition of what they see as strong women. They are not generally desirable to alpha or high value men. So I guess I wanted to first start it off with let's kind of seeing like what is a strong woman? Like what do y'all consider a strong woman to be? When you hear that term, what do you think of? I'll go first. Now, in researching this topic, I went ahead and just did some Googling. So, you got two different definitions that I give you what I think of. Now, I Googled what is a strong Black woman, and you get a definition with that one. But if you Google what is a strong woman, you get something totally different. So, I'm going to give you both of them. We're going to start with what is a strong Black woman. It's going to trip you out real quick. Strong, strong black woman is defined by scholars as an archetype of how an ideal black woman should act. This has been characterized by three things, emotional restraint, independence and caretaking. OK, now I'll give you the other one. These are the characteristics of a strong woman by Google. Confident, proud, not afraid to speak up, optimistic, productive, caring and the ability, the ability to be vulnerable. OK. Now, what is a strong woman to me? A strong woman to me is one who has the ability to want a man but not need a man. Um, one who's able to stand on her own two feet and handle her business um, in a professional manner. Um, a strong woman is a woman who knows how to do the normal day-to-day um, just as anybody else should. Um, I believe a strong woman is, uh, let's say, vocal as far as her wants and needs. She's strong enough to express that. I'm saying that way. 
um, a certain level of confidence comes with that. Um, you don't really have to be a, a, a good caretaker to be a strong woman, but in my eyes, I would look for a strong woman to be some type of a good caretaker. Um, that's my in my definition. Um, uh, I just love an optimistic person, but as far as falling in the realm of being a strong woman, that optimism stuff really don't that that it has nothing to do with it to me. But um, it really boils down to I'm at the end of the day I'm all a simple person. So when I look for when I looked for a strong woman and I got my wife, I got exactly what I was looking for. So I mean, the definition I gave, what examples I've given. In my perspective, it's basically what I think. All right, all. What say you, Pat? What do, what do you think? See, that's the, it's a double-edged sword in that question because what I may feel as a strong woman may be different from what these red pill dudes. I'm asking you what you feel. Yeah. We, no, I, I'm, I'm leading. I'm, yeah. I'm, no, I'm leading to that. Um, that, and I almost feel like, I feel like women should define that bit more. I'll get into it, but this, to me, I just feel like a woman that can take care of herself, uh, don't have to rely on anyone, and or um, not even that, just a woman that can take care of herself, um, no accountability for her faults, and just take care of her responsibilities or whatever. Pretty much that that's why I feel like is a, a strong woman to me or whatever. So I, at at the same time, I'm kind of like. Hmm. If if it was a actual said definition somewhere somewhere in a book, I feel like a woman should be involved in that definition. Whatever, yeah. you you know that that's so that's why I'm that's why I say it's a double edged sword about that that question pretty much. But that's how I feel about what a strong woman should be. Whatever. Um, I think for me, I say a strong woman would definitely be. Uh... It's real simple for me, I guess. A woman is just strong, as uh, strong if she is willing to accept and admit to who she truly is. Like, be who they are instead of being any type of archetype. And I feel like that's kind of what leads to men not having a shared definition. I feel like men would have an easier way of like understanding women as a whole if women stopped trying to be any type of standard. Like I feel at one point women were trying to be the beauty queen trophy wife. And then you had movements that happened that women, you know, sadder that no, now we want to be the business woman. But in trying to fit all those stereotypes, they're not seeking to do anything that's actually appealing to the other species or the other half of what they're trying to attract. Now, if they're not trying to attract a man, then that doesn't apply to them at all. I'm I'm talking about cisgender women that are looking for and, and heterosexual women that are looking for heterosexual men. And in that arena, I feel like it's a smaller and smaller group of women that may be okay with just being who they are as opposed to trying to live up to a standard that women have set for that their their time or whatever like but like right now it's the era of like the boss chick and i want to do this and i don't need no man for nothing i got my own bag but in doing that i do feel like i don't feel like a strong woman necessarily mean that they sassy like i feel like women come with a certain amount of sass that kind of makes them a woman like they're they're supposed Mm -hmm. to be emotional they're supposed to be a little bit you know like like that that's kind of part of the attraction for me in a woman is that they don't act like my homeboy they not going to be as cold. Like, they're going to kind of balance me out. You know what I mean? So, but I do think that there's something to sit, be said about women looking at each other for validation more than us at times. 
which can lead to men then mischaracterizing because they're not letting us in on the process at all and they don't care about our input. Like, I feel like with men, a lot of our, even if the, if you look at men who conform to a standard, it's usually not a standard set by the men. It's a standard set by what women are attracted to at that time. Like, yep. like women are dressing and doing things for each other while we are doing things for them. And it leads to this subset of men Ill, illy defining a strong woman as a loud woman who can't be submissive and can't accept a man who is more of a dominant personality. And I think that don't necessarily line up because there are a lot of women, like my wife is what they would probably consider a strong woman, yet she submits to me on a daily basis because like that's not just who she is. That's her in a certain setting. Like if you catch her in a business meeting, she's going to be way more assertive. But she she has multifacets to her personality. And I think most women do. So I think that like I think that a strong woman don't necessarily define can't be defined as their definition anymore. I think because I noticed none of us said the things that I usually hear them saying, which is like loud, bossy, can't be submissive, well, argumentative, um, disagreeable. All of these things are what they don't, don't even want a man or need a man, but wants a man. I think I think that should be a whole different term than strong woman. Yes. And that's what I'm trying to do in this series is redefine and put things in their actual realistic context based off of definitions. Like when face came in, even the definition that he read, which I don't know, but it sounded like it came more from a either a scholarly perspective or a woman's perspective, which gives it even more credence than what we saying. And that didn't even match with these red, the red pill community are saying is defined as a strong movement. So, like, I think the first thing we need to do is strip it of its negative connotation and just say that a strong woman is a woman that matches, that can be all of those things. That like, is not pigeonholed into one specific way of being, but she's herself. And that can be all of the things that Faith said, all of the things that Pat said, all the things I said, like, because that's what women are. Like, just like men, we not, like, a monolith, like Face always said, like there's more than just one aspect. So mm-hmm. I think we need to just kind of strip that negative connotation off of it. A strong woman is able to be herself and she cool with it. Whether that's loud and bossy or quiet and humble or anywhere in between on that spectrum. You know what I mean? I, I think that's kind of what we... I, I, do y'all agree? Let me say that. Yeah, I definitely agree. Oh, I yes. definitely agree. I don't know what the term is for that other argumentative, uh, competitive, overly competitive uh, I think woman. Because you got men that's like that. <laughs> you said that's a what? That's just a jerk. You got men that's like that. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's just a um, exactly. person. Um, so we've already established now what a strong woman is, um, and what this con when they when they use this concept, what they're actually saying. Um, so now, having said that, if that's if strong women are not are not necessarily undesirable to alpha high value men or men in general or, or alpha men in general, I should say, what are the desirable qualities that a man that is a leader or an alpha male, as we defined it, would consider desirable in a woman? Um, I look for someone who can compliment me and be my equal. Um, you, where I'm weak, you, you're strong, and vice versa. Um, what I can't do, you can do, vice versa. Um, I'm emotionally cold a lot of times. So I need somebody who's emotionally open. And that's a that's a strong woman to me. Excuse me. 
<laughs> Thank you. Um, like I was saying, um, desire require another desire require to um just be motivated or you know, have the ability to motivate. Um there's some women out there who are very lackluster and don't care about what they man do. It is they can be content and whatever. But to have someone who actually pushes you to live up to your potential, that's that's a strong good quality in a woman to, to me. Um, um the ability to be sexual or have a um how can how can I say it? what's the word what's the real word? Uh, I don't know. But the ability to just be to be sexy, you feel me? Okay. You don't have to be the you don't have to be the sexiest woman in the world, but have the ability to turn it on and be sexy. You feel me? Have that femininity to you. You feel me? Like I believe like a certain part of the romantic part of the relationship really comes from a woman and her being that sexy part. That that that's the, she's the oh, intimate. and shit. And you feel me? Like yeah, do do that. I mean, just, I mean, you ain't even got to do all that. Just be just be dainty a little bit just be a little dainty be that be that sexy you know sex relation in a relationship to make a man feel like a man you feel like you you don't want nobody who gone i'm gonna lift this into the couch oh you get that one no i got this <laughs> i got this i don't want no, don't want no bob even like <laughs> it, it, it's, it's nice for you it's nice for you it's nice for your woman to offer that help just to see that she supports you but it's a different different a whole different thing when she already got the end of the couch up. Like, come on, get yours. Pick that shit up. Unless you into them bodybuilder women, in which case that yeah, might be the way that you attractive. But I feel you. Like, like, and, and like, and like with most things, and like with most things in this red field community, like when you reevaluate re the concepts, most of them are situational because being each man is different, and they've experienced different things in life. They want a different type of woman, so. Even each quality in that woman would be maybe different, but man, we just talking about us. I mean, like I said, I'm a simple person, man. Like I just want a woman who will compliment me. Sometimes I don't feel like talking for shit, and I don't, and I'm not a, not a real conversationist, but I'm a real <laughs> listener. So I'm not like a woman who talks a little bit. If I mean, don't talk too much, but just talk enough that we can always have a conversation, always have something that we can bounce off each other. If I mean, um, I used to hate the mornings. My wife is a morning person. I love the mornings now because they got me out. She got me out there because she's always smiling every morning. Good morning. And I wasn't dying. Uh, yeah, whatever. But now, good morning. It, it, it took damn near 10 years, but hey, I'm here now. <laughs> I used to be a vampire. I used to love the nighttime. Now, shit, it's a struggle for me to stay up at 11 o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> shit, that ain't just because I got kids. Shit, I was I was a night shift and vampire. Like I used to be all times in the morning, but now just being with my wife, like hey, I got transitioned to the morning time. It's a it's, it's a better flow, better. It's just healthier. Uh, I need a woman who's gonna consider my health as well as, as well as hers. You feel me? But be considerate. Look out for me as well. You looking out for yourself? I mean, take take me into consideration. Think about me as much as you think about yourself, because I'm damn sure I do it. Some like compliments, you feel like real compliment of each other, like to be a yin to my yang. That's real. That's real. Pat, what you uh, what what would you say are the desirable qualities that men? Damn, I I'm gonna that. make it real. I'm gonna make it real easy, real easy. Everything that Faith said and be my peace. I I just be my peace. You no, know, mm -hmm. go to work every day. You gotta 
deal with people and their personalities and you know you extra drama you get all that i don't want no extra drama just fucking peace yeah i i would say definitely i agree with pat like i think i would only have one sentence and that would be like the number one desirable thing that i see that men find uh attractive is like allow me to be me if you do that yeah. I'm usually like usually the men that I'm talking to, at least, or the men that I've experienced and heard talk on on panels or, you know, even in my personal life, like most of them, it's not necessarily that they can't stand the woman. It's just that the woman holds them to a standard that they like. It's like I can deal with you, but you can't deal with nothing I do. Just let me be me and then we good. Like. Cause I'm not you. Yeah, I ain't agree with it. A lot of yeah, like if you look at divorces, a lot of times it's the woman that's that's bouncing, and I think it's because like men, a lot of times like once we've picked a woman, like we've already established like that this the one if we've made it that far. So like we chilling as long as you keep letting us be us. And I think a lot of women in the beginning will let you be you because it's new, and then as you go on, sometimes they'll change it up. So like if you can just let us be us, I think that's the reason that I'm with my wife. For this long is because like through every phase that I've been through as I've evolved since she met me, like she's allowed me to be me and then like try to pigeonhole me and like, oh, you got to be like this or you got to be like that. Like now has she asked me to not do some fuck shit to her? Absolutely. But you know what I mean? Like my personality never had to change or I never had to like be scrutinized about who, who I am so much. You know what I mean? So I, I think that that's a, that's the number one thing. Like, just let men be men the same way they letting you be you. Like, if the man is cool with your career and with your um, friend groups, usually the man don't start, or at least in my experience, I'm going to keep saying in my experience because I think they said a good thing, like, stuff is situational. You know, there's an exception to every rule. But in my experience, usually, like, when the man start complaining, it's because the woman been complaining about him. So now he's more likely uh. to be like, well, fuck it then. If I can't do it, then you can't either. So, like, I, I think, I, I don't know that the word is agreeable, but accepting. Like, if you've accepted uh -huh. this and you decided to be with them, then that means you chose them for a reason. So, let that be the guide and principle and not trying to, like, m be with a man because of what you think you can mold him to or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. That would be my number one. Ooh, I got it. I got it. Love the man you see not the possibility of what that man can be. Yeah, absolutely. That part. So, <clears throat> I would say uh, we pretty much knocked that one out. Yeah, debunked. Another one debunked and redefined. We we did mm -hmm. two there. Um, we redefined it. We now not only know what an alpha and beta male really is, we now know what an actual strong woman is. And we actually know what men actually find desirable as opposed to what a lot of the red pill propaganda may be saying is desirable. So women old fast is, is not hopeless. There are some things that you can get right, but men do still love y'all and it's not as complicated as some, some people may be trying to make. Yeah. Another one decoded on Tiz's matrix decoded. And another thing that I decoded um, while we were um, actually doing that last piece, man, was um, I was looking at the clock and it looks like it's that time, B. Looking at the rollings about that time. Yeah, yeah. It's about that time, y'all. It's about yeah, that I mean, time, you know, y'all. We definitely, 
we definitely gone through the good and fucker of that red pill shit. So, um, yep, it's time for the good and fuckery. Yeah. Good and fuckery. Good and fuckery. <laughs> Episode sixty. Yeah, of the good uh, and fuckery <laughs> on the pod- podcast. Indeed, indeed, and indeed. Well, let me. Speak. All right, y'all. Well, Man. Get right into it as get right into it as we into club tis. <laughs> yes, sir. Um, as I said earlier, it seems like we've been uh saying it more and more often, but uh, rest in peace to the great Sidney Portier and uh, another one gone and America's favorite dad, Bob Saget. Well, damn, Danny Tanner. Yeah. I ain't know yeah. about Bob Saget one, but the Sidney Portier I have seen, but damn, Bob. Yeah. Yeah, Yo, I, I didn't know. I didn't know Bob Saget. He grew up in Norfolk. Oh, word. Yeah, I just somebody yeah. just brought it up. I was like, oh shoot, because everything I seen about it was Philly, and then they had this ad. Uh, they had this uh, article. I think it was like Wavy Ten. That's a news channel around here. Said that he grew up most of his childhood in Norfolk or whatever. So yeah, rest in peace, Portier and Bob Saget. Get that out the way. Right. Indeed. Man. Um another well, um, another right from the back of the dead, Aaliyah is uh dropping a post hum- I can never say this word. Is it post humorous plus post humus? Post humus. Post Well, she, they're dropping a Aaliyah album called Unstoppable. <laughs> It'll be out later on this month and it has features with Drake and Snoop Dogg. So putting that out there, I saw it. I'm down for an Aaliyah hit. I'm I'm with it. I'm down with it for sure. Yep. Yep. Aaliyah's always one in a million. So yeah, um, next on the list, uh Maya Angelou becomes the first black woman to appear on the US quarter as the Treasury begins distribution. <laughs> so everyone. I would like to say congratulations uh, to Maya Angelou in this tribute because that's one hell of a tribute. But as Black Black History Month is approaching, we're going to start seeing the panda. Be vigilant. Are y'all panda like Dorothy Dandridge or something or, or something? No, do we got to keep getting these like the... the we gave most, y'all the quarter. Can we get the least... Can we stop getting the least aesthetically pleasing of our Black Queen legends? on these coins where, where their faces are going to be memorialized. Like, I mean, it just, it really is like, a, um, we got, we, got like pretty, look- we got some pretty legends too. And I know that that is like ugliest or whatever it is, but I'm like, damn, yo, like, like I'm looking at like a thousand years down the road, man. People will be like, who are these? Nick? I mean, when you look at it, it's, it's a real, it's not like it's her, it's her face. It's like her, it's like her young her doing the Randy Orton pose with a like a eagle behind her and it says Maya Angelou. Hey, yo, on the I'm sorry, I'm sorry, yo. I ain't even bad at the job, but we gotta go, yo. I'm gonna get in trouble, yo. I I'm I, I can't speak. Face back to you, face. <laughs> <laughs> Would you about to say face? Oh, I ain't gonna touch that one. <laughs> okay. So yeah, Maya Angelou is on the quarter. All right. Um, Will Smith wins Best Actor at the 2022 Golden Globes for his acclaimed portrayal of Venus and Serena Williams' father in King Richard. I, I ain't seen it yet, but 
uh, from what I've seen, it's I heard pretty it's well. Deserved. I just haven't seen it yet. Put that on my docket. Yeah, I'm going to eventually see it. When I get in the mood of watching, like, historical documentary-type, like, stuff or whatever. But, you know, he got a history of that, man. He was, like, King Richard. He was Ali. Yeah. Uh, like, he's, he's, he's got something under his belt. He was the dude from um, Pursuit of Happiness. True. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, he, he's got a good good run of those type of uh, movies. Yeah, pretty much. Got one of the best resumes in cinema. Like he he got some he got some shit under his belt there. Like a baby Denzel. <laughs> he been looking for a long ass time, man. Be real, man. His his overall catalog might be deeper than than Denzel's. I, I would have to like count them up. He got a lot of he got, like, more. he got a lot of shit. A lot. Some unheard of shit too that ain't that popular, but he's still in it. Yeah, yep. yeah. Even them Netflix original shit like Bright and shit. Like he he I like He's been more active than Denzel. Like Denzel, one of them dudes. Like I might, he might come out like once every three, four years. But when he do come out, it be some, his performance. It's some shit. But I think I think like Denzel's come out for everything. Like Will is more like open to like try a bunch of different shit. Denzel more like if it don't speak to his artistic sensibilities, man. Well, you know, you know, how say um, Will's a bit younger and. Denzel's yep. probably going down and like slow slowing down as far as acting in general and whatever. So, you know, I put it at that. But yeah, you know, it, if you really look at it, Will Smith may have a little bit more range because I ain't never seen Denzel in a, like a, as many sci-fi flicks as, as Will Smith. So it is true. Mm-hmm. But uh matter of fact, uh next on the list or whatever. Now, before we really officially started, we had this uh, conversation about ownership and everything and uh, why Will Smith, I mean, not Will, but uh, Lil Wayne should have um, copyrighted the, the well, trademark the word bling. Yes. Yeah. Um, and this next, <laughs> this next uh, subject this is going to be, seem like completely left field to why I bring that up, but I'll explain why. Um, it's up now, uh, the vote for the second annual X-Men election. They had an X-Men election last year where people actually put in their votes of who they would want on the X-Men team for the next span of X-Men, uh, comics for that year. So you can actually vote on whatever X-Men you want to see in action, pretty much. The only thing is, is they had their particular mutants that they put in there, um, Mm -hmm. Pretty much. So this X-Men election is uh, the mutants they have is the Japanese mutant armor. She has the power like to have like this psionic armor that she can make out of the blue, make it look like whatever else. Avalanche, he's actually an old villain that can create earthquakes, pretty much. Um, Firestar, which is like she's an old character she was like in one of the old spider-man cartoons back in the day with Iceman and stuff like that or whatever so they're trying to bring her back out um this wakandan mutant named gentle or whatever but he's pretty much like a hulk with vib like vibranium tattoos or whatever mm. um That's gorgon a- yeah gorgon which is my personal favorite because he um he actually was whooping ass in what they called the, uh, let's see, the Exosaurs event where they were in a tournament 
and uh, this guy that could basically control a bunch of dead warriors or whatever was coming at him and he was just basically fighting all of them at once turning them into stone or whatever pretty much uh and yeah that scene right there just made me i i want to see a samurai dude with this sword whoop ass <laughs> yeah i want him on the x-men and he was a wolverine villain so i think that would be sweet pretty much um the other ones are macromax uh, this other girl named Penance, she's a black superhero. Hold on, like, hold on, hold on. Hold on. What? Hmm? what? The woman that, that you said the name before that was Malcolm X. No, my uh, Micromax, Micromax, or whatever. I don't really care about the character. Oh. <laughs> I don't think he's a man, so I'm not even gonna bring him up. <laughs> Malcolm X is a mutant now. Oh shit, he is a mutant. It's Magneto. Let me joke. I'm joking. Yeah. I'm joking. <laughs> um. Uh, Siren, that's Banshee's daughter. She basically got the same powers as Banshee, where she can scream really loud and break shit. And uh, Japanese, um, is it Japanese? There's Japanese uh, mutant name uh, Surge, and she has powers of electricity. The main reason why I brought up Lil Wayne is because they got a mutant named Bling. Bling, bling. Bling, that's her name. Every time I'm fucking up, you'll say that bling, bling. I was making city uh, turn to gritty, bing, bing. She possesses a diamond hard body, superhuman strength, and the ability to shoot fire crystal light projectiles at people. Hold on, crystal light? Like, she gonna fire? But no, crystalline, like, they, the way they said, crystalline <laughs> projectiles to them. I'm That's just, what he said. I'm just imagining her shooting powder drink packets at people. <laughs> Question. Okay, well, was she in was she the same one that turned into like had a diamond skin in the Wolverine Origins movie when they broke the kid mutants out? No, that's that's a whole that was Emma Frost. That was uh yeah. who they called the White Queen from the Hellfire Club. That's the white lady. Bling is a black girl, and um yeah, you can't really tell that she's like black because she her mutant power makes her totally look like a crystallized person. Or whatever oh, if you look so yeah that's the reason why Lil Wayne, some ice some- Lil Wayne you should have trademarked that jump man it didn't get to the point where they're making mutants yeah you get, <laughs> get that marvel mutant money buddy all that boy. yeah basically you wouldn't have had the superman or nothing you would have been straight exactly exactly Ooh. uh but yeah my bad what is it no nah, I mean, i'm laughing true oh man boy hush up with your old ass He's the same damn age, nigga. Shut up. Nigga, we are not. And we can't even eight. say that in number only, but for another eight days. It will in number only for That eight days coming soon. A week and a day, yo, act older than me. <laughs> Never forget to that. Speaking, speaking of old, <laughs> segue right into it. So well, my sister is tonight, but it haven't been hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> my sister gave me this article uh uk scientists unearthed a 32 foot sea dragon with a skull that weighs more than a ton oh yes yeah, uk scientists have unearthed the remains of a monumental 180 million old i am not gonna pronounce this one <laughs> it could thaw your soul <laughs> yeah oh y o S A U R, known as a sea dragon. My son loves them. This one knows a lot about 
dinosaurs, man. Telling me like it's this, yeah. He he he's like he's six. That's how that's how I be knowing all the dinosaurs. He teaches this one. His name Nick. That I be like, oh. Yeah. Hey, so hey, well, everybody got they they thing they nerd over. I just talked about the freaking Marvel Universe for the fifth thousandth time on this podcast. So hey, yeah, we actually just finished reading a book about prehistoric sea uh kind. So this was one of them. So that's the reason I remember. I remember. Yo, sea creatures scary as fuck, yo. Hey, wait about it. Say them things are scary. I don't never. Well, first of all, you can't go to that part of the like deep. Us as humans wouldn't be able to get that far deep into the ocean about sea animals and sea monsters that we that I'm talking about or whatever, like where our bodies would explode from the pressure pretty much. But we the simple fact they can live down there in that pressure, they could ever come up here, man. But I don't know. It might be a reverse effect. They might need that pressure. And if, if they go into like a less pressurized area, what would that what would be the result of that? Either they like their bodies would be like a lot of those fish that live down that deep, they have them like their bodies are made of like mostly fat and shit. It's like able to be molded by the pressure. Oh, true. Yeah, because uh, I want to say, what is it? Uh, it's, it's some animal that I just finished reading about with my son. Um, but it's like it was talking about that, like because it lives so deep, it has like the body is like blocked. So, like, if it comes out of the water or comes up higher in the water, it, it loses its shape. So, it, stay, it has to stay in a certain and a lot oh, of okay. like that. Yeah, well, make sure you stay away as an adult. Have you ever seen a blobfish? Yeah, those things are weird but looking. That's how they look out of the water. If you see one at their natural depth, they don't look like that. Like, their bodies have a different shape. It, they look like that when they take out the water because of the loss of pressure. So, like, that's an example of, like, mm -hmm. one of those things. The things I learned from my son. Six-year-olds are amazing, y'all. I mean, the shoot, learning from your son, that's cool. That's cool. Whatever. Uh, y'all make sure you, you bloodfish stay right in the water. So we're coming out here causing problems. You can have stay in the pre-adore age, too. I don't need none of y'all coming up. Stay your ass down there. You be a stain under my foot, goddammit. Only shit I'm angler, anglerfish. The anglerfish with the light on the front of them, man. You keep oh, no. your ass right down there. I'm good on that. The puffer fish. I'm good on all them shit. I'm good. I don't need no bear. Mm. Rana. No rays. None, none of them evil monster looking fish. You know who I'm cool with? I can rock with them. Fuck starfish. That he ain't never heard about no starfish. Yeah. Because they probably didn't live to report that shit. I don't even think Patrick attacked anybody. Let me be an old ass survivor if you're going to get me. <laughs> yeah. Don't have me limping around here all hobbled up. <laughs> you you win, nigga. Send the cane to your creator. Send you back as an example, nigga. Now nah, I don't want to finish the job. Go back and tell oh, your friends. Nigga, take the salt out the sea, season me, and go ahead and <laughs> nigga. I don't. I don't even really eat humans for real, nigga. I don't even <laughs> really eat. I don't want to be no leftovers. No, fuck that. <laughs> that shit hurt. <laughs> I eat, I eat, nigga. Eat seaweed and shit. I just need to teach you a lesson, nigga. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't, don't want to be no vegetarian first meal, Larry. <laughs> nah, nah. I don't even fucking eat human, nigga. <laughs> you know I don't need you bite me and throw me back up. I don't need yeah. Oh, y'all niggas, y'all niggas catch us and throw back in this bitch all the goddamn time, won't you? I just caught your ass and I'm throwing you back up there. <laughs> we we, 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 we in your lip from the hook. 
you catch me, you put a big ass chunk of my body out. Now I can't live with the nail with half a spleen, no, no right back, never gone, shit in the bag. No, I'm good. Go ahead, just eat my whole body. Just follow me whole. Let me get caught by something big enough to just oh, you gone. Jonah, my this Jonah, my shit. Oh, me like nigga. Just follow me whole. <laughs> All gone. So yeah. Definitely not stepping in nobody else's homes that we don't want to be in, pretty much. One home that I'm glad they actually stepped in, though, um, and uh, here in uh, Chesapeake, a man was arrested for after finding explosives and child pornography found in the home on Sparrow Road. So I'm kind of glad they stepped in that person's hole. That's around the corner from your spot, ain't eh? Yeah, I know. Yeah, I'm right in Chesapeake. Yep. <laughs> According to the federal investigation search, warrant information, 48-year-old Kim Joseph Habit Mm. uh, of Chesapeake was charged with knowingly shipping and transporting and receiving any explosive without having a license or permit and possessing child pornography. That's such a weird combination. Yes, that is. So yes. Like what 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 was your plan with that exactly? Like what what were you doing with? Because now I'm curious as fuck. Because that don't go together. It doesn't. So you See, this you, my thing. you a diddler and you got and you gonna See, blow this my We won't know. We can't know if they go together because we in we we not in that lifestyle. They True. they actually go together in they world. Yo, they said. Yo, they said the dude had booby traps and stuff, and took three safes out of the house. They took three safes out of the house, from what he could tell. Yo, like this dude had his whole house lit up. So he was like a a doomsday prepper diddler. Like I feel like he was probably how I put it. Um, I think maybe the child pornography was just some sick part of him. And his whole personality, but he was already in the business of selling and trading off explosives. He Yo, just happens to be a big motherfucker that's doing that business. He looked crazy as shit too. And and yes. this probably and it's probably the trip shit. The niggas he sell bombs to go find out by his his um child shit. I'm like this fucking weirdo. Right. This nigga's weird. We can't do business with this nigga. How dare you? But, but this is. But this I've seen this picture. I, I can't really. It's like really blurry. As don't worry. As, uh, don't worry. When we when I drop the video, but, you, but I know you're gonna chop the bed. Hold that shit up on because he looked. This, he looked like he would have child pornography and explosive. Now His that I everything sense about that story. <laughs> His child oh, pornography yeah. ring probably looking at him like you deal explosives. Oh my god, we can't fuck with you. So. You live in a double life, or in that lifestyle, they got to go together. So you want one of the other motherfuckers. Either both sides gonna turn against you, or they actually go together. I don't know because I ain't in either one of them. Indeed, on that. Your next move is a conundrum. So yeah, uh, be vigilant, people, man. There's weirdos wherever you at, man. Right. You never know, man. It could be right in your city, Sparrow Road, ain't right there in your damn city. You wouldn't even doing crazy. You ain't even know it. You ain't even know it. Um, all right. Next thing on my list. Uh man, y'all seen this this whole fresh and fit podcast trash that's going on where they had uh what they done did now. Oh man, they had the rapper Asian doll up there. Saw that, saw what, that, Asian, saw that. 
whatever. And since then, and I feel like I feel like Asia, Asian doll uh, people, they probably reignited the um, basically this whole campaign or whatever. But I'm glad it was put out or whatever. But they are on video saying basically they don't they don't date black women or whatever. But yeah, yeah. it's it's one thing to have a preference, but when you saying it and you sound like you're saying terms that damn near sound like some KKK shit. We we not night riders, the bone quishas and the, the quishas, yo. Like I like a lot of times with stuff like that, I try to ignore it, but man, and um yeah, I just I'm I'm glad people are starting to saying more stuff about it. It's gotten to the point that Joe Budden said something about it. Joe Budden and Royce Cloud said something like, we shouldn't have this type of, like, not these guys. They should not be the ones that be saying, hey, this is man behavior, right. pretty much. Um, And then there's a simple fact that the dude fresh is black as fuck. <laughs> man. Who the darkest of the dark? They both have some serious <laughs> issues, dude, but if you... If you watch how they move, man, like period, like it's mm-hmm. a lot there that you can tell that like they some hurt dudes that then went through some shit with some women in their life and they just angry at women, period. Specifically, black women must have done them. And I also think some of the stuff they saying is just for reaction as well. Indeed. I believe some some of their views. No, it's all speculative. Some of their views are hyper exaggerated just to get a reaction mm-hmm. out of somebody or just to uh, support a narrative about who they are and how they how they um feel you feel like mm-hmm. a lot of people go on go on their platforms and they they views they spew on their platforms they may be totally different than their own personal views that they have out mm-hmm. off the platform you feel me like it's a, it's all a character so for some people now that may not be them but i'm just saying it could be um as far as downing an entire race of women uh once again, no one thing or no no group that's characterized together as a monolith. Each person is different. Now, the common denominator, you have to find a common denominator in every situation. Now, if you've been hurt in multiple situations by the same race of women, cool. But the common denominator ain't the race of the woman. You got to look deeper than that. You're too close to the situation. Look deeper. To find the real root of where that hurt comes from, the, the, the same characteristics all those women have. And if there is no common denominator, look in the mirror. Because sometimes you can inflict some hurt on yourself in a relationship. Your decisions could end up making your feelings be hurt. Your decisions can lead a woman to do something that hurts you. So it takes self-awareness and that zoom in, zoom out thing we always talk about. And take a step back so you won't be so close to the scene. So see that bigger picture. Take another step back to see the biggest picture and be self-aware. You feel me? In these situations, I can't speak on them. I mean, me personally, I've been hurt. I've only dated, like personally dated and been in relationships with Black women. But I've had dealings with other cultures. You could say it like that. Um, so being I've been in relationships with Black women, most of my relationship hurt have come from Black women. I haven't given other races, I haven't afforded them the opportunity to do that. So, of course, my view there would be different. But at the same time, that's not going, how can I say, sway my view on an entire race of any women. My experiences that I had with the few, the rare few I have. Because at the end of the day, I didn't date the entire race. So how can I judge a race based on 
my few experiences. True. Uh, I think, um, what were you about to say, too? No, go ahead, bro. Well, I was I was going to say that I feel like one part of that is, is it that you don't date black women or you're they're just not choosing to date you for some reason? <laughs> is that the, like, because this, this is my thing about them, right? So I, I've been looking at them for like as far as for a while because I've seen people put up their videos and stuff like that. So I look at people just to see what they're about. Or whatever and um and then after a while it's just like all right you had some points that all right that sound valid but your actions and just the, the shit you do it i'm seeing more and more flush after a while like with with them like and uh, at the rate that they're doing they just been out since february of 2020 the way you would think they've like blown up you think they've been there for a while but they just been out i looked at it they've only been up for like since february of 2020 and then it's just back-to-back controversy or whatever it was the abba and preach thing but they like insulted um insulted um that dude wife was it um preacher's wife or whatever and he challenged them to a boxing match and then it's just the simple fact that when people do a rebuttal video against them they're actually like um they're like reporting them to youtube or whatever saying it's not fair use and then youtube is saying back basically like they can do this pretty much whatever that's that scandal and then we have this popping up or whatever so i feel like they they do floor shit and eventually everything comes to light after a while, especially if you just as soon if if you're if you're uh, 15 minutes of fame is just like burning that quickly or whatever, it's going to fizzle out just as fast. Right. Pretty that's much. Big and, I, I, and I feel like that's what they're doing. They're going for the quick troll to get some type of views so they can build up their subscribers. They're, they're stuck in that or whatever. It went from it went from talking about a man relationship shit to all right we're gonna just get a whole bunch of random only fans and stripper bitches and all this other stuff excuse me for saying stripper bitches if that's the wrong thing to say i'm pretty sure it was but <laughs> whatever but whatever the pc term for it please place right there i apologize in in um fuck it i don't even i don't care because i don't know what to say but, but <laughs> but they're going to get a whole bunch of them up there just and it's not like they don't have all women they just got a particular type of woman that they know that they will be able to get some type of a uh, rise from or whatever and let's see who's going to get emotional and which one i can shout at just so i can kick them out for another video that's just it's all the speculation it's like wwe now with that so uh i just wanted to say that that um after a while, and I feel like I gave them a um, a certain amount of chances or whatever to like show me that I right, this is not no fuck shit that I'm watching, or whatever. But more and more stuff come out. It just seemed like they're all fuckery with no good, pretty much. But yeah, a lot of I just and I haven't I hadn't really watched before that shit popped up because of like I watch Abner preach, so that's the main reason why I found out about Fresh and Fit because I ain't know who these niggas were. Yeah, me too. I didn't even know they existed. But then to be as big as they are, I, I they weren't in my algorithm. But then mm-hmm. I started looking at, it, I was like, oh yeah. Um, I will say though that Abner preach did make a real point. They were like, 
a lot of the subset of women that they deal with is a very specific type of woman. It is the only yep. Miami I'm involved in the fast paced party lifestyle. That's my that's my general thing. And when you're dealing with women like that, like you're going to get a very specific type of behavior from all of them, but specifically from the black women of that ilk, because they are again modeling after a certain type. You're going to get more of the city girls type if you're looking at the 20 to 25 year old young woman in Miami that is an IG model or OnlyFans girl. When you're dealing in that world, that's what you're going to get because that's their general thing. You know what I mean? Like if you want something different, then start hanging with different types of women and actually talking to them. But that's not what you want because for one, you ain't going to get no ratings from being able to kick them women out because them women ain't going to do nothing that make you look like you valid for kicking them out. But two, them women are probably not going to come on your show. But three, if they do come on your show, you're probably going to end up losing a lot of your fan base because everything they do on their channel that is not over-sensationalized, them kicking somebody out or some real, like, shock value type shit, it's not getting views. Like, their shit, when they do shit about finance or something, don't nobody watch that shit. Mm-hmm. But as soon as they nope. do that Frank Castle shit or something, so I think a lot of what you said as far as them doing it for views is, is there. And I also think that there's something to say about, like, when dudes say they don't like any specific race of woman, I always wonder, like, what's the subset of women you actually dealing with? Are you dealing with a broad range of that race? Or are you, like, in a specific place picking up women of a specific type and then overgeneralizing? Like, I think there are generalizations in the world that can be made about different groups of people. But to overgeneralize without the actual population set to back it up, it just make you look crazy, man. And that's what they end up looking most at. Crazy as fuck. So this don't surprise me that they are looking like they are uh, pretty much self-racist because everything they've done up until now shows us they fuck with. And, and like, another thing. Be real about what it is, man. <coughs> and another thing. Stop using Frank Castle. I like to punish. Man, I'm telling you, man. This. These, dude, these are the dudes. All the wrong people. We oh, look at them cornballs right there when we was back. And and I ain't saying like we super cool, but like they're the type of dudes that don't know how to be themselves. And you know we hang with all types. But like when you don't know how to be yourself, like that shit. What the fuck you talking about? We super cool like a motherfucker. I'm just saying, like you know what I mean, like. But I, I consider, I guess, I guess I'm looking at like society's version of cool. Like we ain't walking around trying to do no cool shit. We just continuing who we are and we cool with that and I think that's what makes them lame is that's that they're stuck trying to be cool as opposed to just being themselves and I think if they were themselves they're afraid that people wouldn't fuck with them. people wouldn't even watch that maybe they don't have a personality naturally to have anybody give a fuck and I think that's what a lot of it is and that especially on their show but in that general type of like that <clears throat> over misogynistic everybody fuck everybody they you know, the women, I, I think a lot of that shit come from, like, dudes that was like, they're not comfortable being themselves around women, and they've been rejected. And instead of them putting it on, okay, maybe it was because I was so awkward with being myself, or maybe it was because of this, they put it on the woman and says something wrong with the woman, and then you lead to these niggas. So I, I, I yeah. Just exactly. layered shit down, <clears throat> it all boiled down to them being fuckboys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. Fuckboys, uh, the city boys are not up on this one. And uh, I, I said I'm going <laughs> to. So I'm going to say uh, I was going to end the good and fuckery off on some 
transition into some city boy shit with my boy Drake. <clears throat> Here we go. This is hilarious. Uh, Instagram model is ready to sue after Drake allegedly put hot sauce in a the condom. There you go, Drake. Good time. Um, <clears throat> let's Good let me get let let me explain more and delve into the story a little bit. <laughs> so, uh, according to Too Much Hot Tea on Instagram. <laughs> Uh, allegedly, Drake and his IG model allegedly met up on Instagram. I can believe that because it's been proof of him popping up in some people's DMs. Matter of fact, he just told somebody to stop smoking online. So he was, and that dude was like, "Man, fuck you." <laughs> That's some shit. That's some shit. But um, the model and Drake had a romantic encounter, and what happened next was was well crazy after the party they went back to the hotel to smoke uh had relations and whatnot and she said it was uh very intent on ensuring things were consensual uh they they they, they're going a little bit too much into what what happened or whatever because i really don't care what they did during sex but he said afterwards he went to the bathroom and uh came and came out with the uh no I'm, let me skip over that i'm going over that but all right he said he went to the bathroom <laughs> and when he finished he tied it up and put hot sauce in the condom or whatever she she got the condom and put it in the vagina because she was trying to get you know the sperm and then you know make her make drake the baby mm-hmm. daddy and she mm-hmm. said felt like pouring hot lava in a in a coke milk <laughs> she screamed. Yeah. But she's sure trying to do. But trying she's to trying to do. This, this boy Drake, <laughs> this drug boy Drake is real tactical, man. Like Kanye was not <laughs> playing when he said So she put a hot sauce on Drake her. Is t- yeah, she tried to get she 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 went dig for the condom so she can, <laughs> she get can herself be friend. the next big and then, the and, and in doing that, she put hot sauce on her taco, baby. Let me, let me ask. The uh, I don't mean to get nasty. So I'm gonna fall in the discussion. No filters. What, what color? No Sulfalactic. What like? What color is this rubber? That That's what you don't see this orange ass shit in there, like because hot sauce got that distinct ass color. Like I don't care what it touch. Once it touch it, that shit is orange. I don't care what it is, like your fingers, the food, whatever, it's orange. So I'm like, how did you not see this orange shit in there? You thought that was normal? Even if it was it's like, own hot sauce, you saw the orange shit and was like, I'm going to do that with that? Maybe it was a black condom. About your, your private areas or nothing, like, be like, I, I love myself. Let me not just throw anything in there. Could have been a black condom. You never know. That is all she knew. Great. All she, all she knew was, this is my chance. <laughs> this is my chance of a lifetime. Mm-hmm. Your chance of a lifetime, my the burn paralyze yourself. He set your ass up for success, <laughs> and you achieved it. Yo, a plus performance, man. <laughs> a plus performance. A, a plus plus for Drake, man. They call it Tabasco. <laughs> Drake hit that shit. Coming to the stage, Texas Pete. How hot, Patricia? Ass. Damn, yo. <laughs> How much you want to wear shoes? That's going to be his next track. How much you want to be His next track will be called Hot Sauce. I you know. Oh, uh, well, now um, you got... Too much sauce. Hey. Y'all got a whole... Too much. Too much. 
Too much sauce. Hey, the name. Got too much sauce. Hey, I'm burning up. I got some fire in my coochie. I'm burning up. <laughs> Baby, you should hurry up. <laughs> Bring some milk in her. Ain't her in a hotel and she really got that ass. So she tried to get my kids and now she spelled like Tabasco. Boy, you tried to put them <laughs> syllables in there, didn't you, boy? Them syllables were stumbling yeah. out. I just imagine the words just like running pat, like running through like a doorway that's too tight and like a stamp. That's just like those words were coming out like people was running into the Astro World. Get out of the way. Ah. I'm going to get out here. You're going to fit this syllable in there. What y'all say? Astro and I belong here. Make room. My bottom lip sometimes when I be flapping with that. Hey, what a word really invisible and we can't see them, but that's really how they come out. They be jumping off of them and sometimes they trip up and that's what makes you like fumble over words like them bitches be boing, boing, blah, blah, oh God. They're like, God damn it, yeah, Cal, you fuck us up again and got us embarrassed out here. Every time, <laughs> I wish you would just stop saying him. The best. Bad. I'm joking. Found it out. Oh man, oh man! But yeah, that was the end of the fuckery. Uh, Tabasco cheeks, um, <laughs> trying to bask in that Tabasco glory. Tabasco look. good fuckery. Oh, For the moral of the day, kid, don't put hot sauce in your pussy. Put hot sauce on my burrito, baby. <laughs> Pause. No, you look good, to me. Hot sauce on my burrito, baby. No, you look good, to me. Rest in peace to the Willowstone. That remind me. That remind me of that scene, uh, Nutty Professor, where he had the mariachi band. Stop it, my beefing your taco. <laughs> beefing your taco right now. You know yeah, my. And that. <laughs> you know what my favorite line of any Nutty Professor movie is, and it's so it's not even like the punchline or anything. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. No, it's mine. I love that so much. But it's just to see that nigga going. Yes, I am. Yeah, I am. It's a part of that movie that's not even funny. I mean, it's funny, but it's not really that funny or whatever. But I just get weak every single time. But when the um, with the uncle, when they like arguing in the um, in the restaurant, and he just uh yells back, "Can I get a toothpick? A toothpick." <laughs> that, oh, he low key is the, the funniest characters in there, but he only got the like simple part. It's hilarious, yo! Like every single time, man, I get weak every time I see him do it because I can just see somebody ignorant in the restaurant doing that shit anyway. And that's everybody's uncle sitting up there <laughs> arguing with the kids. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. fat, but gonna call the kids fat. They're over there just eating all the ice cream out of it. <laughs> All oh, y'all fluffy, but grandma. All oh, y'all. Look at you. So fat, you're sweating yogurt. Oh, thick sweat. Skin be all sticky and shit. Oh, that's disgusting. I ain't a fan of them feeling the regular sweat on me. But oh, I just put a horrible mental mental display. Oh. Can't well, be worse than that mental display that Basil earlier. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And that ends the good and fuckery, man. Some nasty shit. All right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
Yes. And that brings us also to the end of another week, another episode of The Partners. Episode 60 in the books, bitches. Zero, 10 times six. Yeah. These are two businesses we want to have to my people. Black business? Uh, um, only one I can think of, man. Well, two. Put them on to it, face. Artreclothing.com. Once again, it's artreclothing.com. Artreclothing.com. One more. Artreclothing.com. What's that? Artreclothing.com. A-R-T-R-E clothing.com. Check us out, man. New apparel comes up once, twice, maybe three times a week. At least four times a month. It goes up. Um, come to the springtime. I know we're still cold out there, but we're coming into the spring. Um, short sleeves out, long sleeves out, hoodies, um, sweatshirts, kids' articles, beach towels, phone cases, face masks, because we're still in this COVID thing, man. You need your face mask. Blue Monkey. Get Blue Monkey is getting stronger by the day. Yes. Mm-hmm. Blue Monkey, baby. Get that Delta Blue Cron, Monkey. Get Voltron. Um, hats and Hopefully one day soon we're getting some sneakers. I'm still in the design, still checking stuff out about the sneakers, but I got some prototypes. I like what I'm looking at, so I'm just trying to get some tweaks in there. But like I said, once again, artreclothing.com, um, promo code PODSQUAD83. Save some money, man. Check us out. All caps. Believe that. And after you've done, you know, spending your money at artreclothing.com, getting all your Artre AC83 merchandise and your partner's apparel, Please come on, you know, and just support the podcast itself. If you want to do that financially, you can go to Cash App at dollar sign Podnatives One. You can also go to BuyMeACoffee.com and donate for as little as a dollar. You can also sign up for a membership there, which gives you exclusive perks and access to behind-the-scenes content and access to us. And also, you can also um, support and become a monthly supporter on Anchor.fm backslash the hyphen Podnas. Um, yeah, Thanks man. That, yeah. Indeed, man. Indeed. If you are a listener of the podcast and you prefer the audio, um, if you do get a chance to listen, man, make sure after you listen on YouTube, if you're a YouTube person, go back and listen to it on Anchor. If you're just a podcast app person, go ahead and get that app. Um, it helps us out tremendously because we get ad revenue from there. Um, we're actually monetized there, so it definitely helps us out tremendously. And um yeah, man, that's the financial ways you can help the pod. And as always, if you want to help and you don't have no money or you don't want to spend your money, but you still want to look out and support your bros, like, comment, share, subscribe, leave us a voice message if you're on Anchor. Like, interact with the content in more than one way. That helps us with the algorithm, but also helps us to actually have the conversation with y'all, which is important to us. It continues the conversation, allows us to grow. And just gets more information and knowledge out there because we don't know everything. So sometimes a lot, a lot of times I end up going back and researching something that somebody in the comments would say. And it like teaches me something new or expands my mentality on stuff. So like interact with the content. It's free. If you ain't got the bread or you don't want to spend your bread, that's a good way to support us. And if you just want to get in touch with us, how can they do that? Pat? At T-H-E-P-O-D-N-A-S. One more time. Flick it, flick it. Uh, at T-H-E-P-O-D-N-A-S. That is the TikTok, the Instagram, the Twitter. Uh, we get the Facebook. On Facebook with Tiz Face Pat are the partners, pretty much. And uh, yeah, hit us up there. We also on um we also on Twitch, right? I'm on Twitch. I did say TikTok. Yeah, I said that. So at T-H-E-P-O-D-N-A-S. We everywhere, man. 
everywhere, Check man. Out, man. Check us out, man. Check us out, man. Check us out. And if you do get a pair of martrexclothing.com, make sure you send us a picture to the email or to one of our social media pages so we can post you up there, man. That part. Please make sure you do that. And um, yeah, man. Thank y'all for listening again. Another week. Episode 60 in the books. More coming again this week. Um, for, for those of y'all who tuned into our uh, New Year's Live, the sports show I was talking about may come earlier than expected. Um, I was just talking to another guy who has some different equipment that may help, and he's good with, like, the stats and stuff. So I'm molding it. I'm, I'm developing it, but be on the lookout for that. And, yeah, man, just keep on looking out for more and more content, more and more apparel, more and more merch, more and more everything from the partners. God like coming this year, big baby. So every market you can think of, man, we back all areas from social media to actual podcast media to YouTube content to comic books to the fashion world. Like, we trying to do it all. And it's people like you that are listening right now that have to do it. So. Keep fucking with us because we fuck with y'all, man. And as always, I have been your boy, Tiz, one third of the partners. And I've been with the other third of the partners here, the Padawan that is spelled P-A-T-T-A-W-O-N. Not the way from Star Wars, but that way. So I don't get copyright infringement. But it is the Padawan here. And I'm along with Traumatic Cause. What's that, man? It's the boy facing the place signing off. Thank you for coming. You could have been anywhere, but you're here with us. See you next time. Big facts, man. We love y'all. We see y'all next week. We see y'all out here in these streets, on these internet streets. Stay good. Stay blessed. And we love y'all. 100. All right. Now I'm going to roll up. Yeah, peace. John DeMarco. DeMarco.